Hello partners, friends, reformers, God lovers, friends around the world, particularly my friends in Europe, Romania, pastor friends, God bless you. Thanks for your comments. Thanks. I miss you guys. Uh, we are just believing God. Uh, things are going to turn and I will be back in Europe soon. But I'm back this week That's exciting. with Pastor Adam Levecki. He's been my dear friend for over two thousand four, over seventeen years. We talked some about that on the on last week's program. If you missed last week's program, I encourage you uh, to listen to it. It, it I, I really believe you'll be edified and encouraged. Just some foundational things yeah. to move ahead in your destiny. But Adam, I wanted to just talk to you about because one of the things that um, I appreciate. Not, not just appreciate, appreciate is probably not, not the best adjective to that. Yeah. But I know that you are doing work in the nations of the earth. In fact, last time, if some of you are watching this, uh, last time I was in Rwanda, you know, I was there with you. You did clean, clean yeah. water project and things yeah. like that. Can you just tell us how that evolved as part of your assignment, your calling? how that came about and... Yeah, so in 2005, when I went to Honduras for the first time... Steve yeah, Stewart. Well, that was not not yet Steve. Okay. That was the AG. Okay. Um, I went there and I saw Chris, abject poverty. Chris? Yeah. Okay. I saw abject poverty for the first time. I left the village with no shoes on crying. Hmm. I had my heart completely broken. I mean, you're talking about I could literally push a house down with one shove. Right. Dirt floors, kids with no shoes on. I mean, it really rocked my world. And so I, when I looked at that, I was born, I knew inside I was born to see that change. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I wrote a book called Justice, and my firstborn son is Justice, mm -hmm. uh, and God loves justice, Isaiah 60. Um, and, and and so, yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about that. I think that God, let, let me just, God is passionate yeah, about that. Yeah, I was just going to say, let me just pause there, because one of the things that, the Old Testament and the prophets of the Bible. Yeah. One of their number one accusations was. Yes. I have this against you. Yes. See, I, I'm glad that you said that. There's more than uh, there's more than two thousand scriptures on the issue of justice within mm -hmm. the biblical narrative, mm -hmm. right? right? And when we, you know, we have in you know in America, and you know we have we talk on moral issues, and there's maybe a few verses on homosexuality. We'll go after that, and we should. It's biblical, sure. But but the reality is, there's more than two thousand verses on the issue of justice for all these things. Right. And here's here's the thing. I'll let you talk. I want to share one thing about this. And yeah. Then we'll, no, no. We'll jump in. When you look at Sodom and Gomorrah, right? What happens is, if you just look at the Genesis picture, you you think that oh, okay, um, they were judged because of sexual immorality. Uh, and then you go to Ezekiel, and if you just look at Ezekiel, you'll think, oh, they were judged because they didn't care for the poor. Neither one of those are true. They're both true. What happens is... Neither one of them are true. They're both true. They're both true. They're both true. Yeah. Yeah. It's Truth not, intention. Yeah. It's, it's not, not yeah. one or the other. It's both. Yeah, yeah. It's right. both. Right. And here's, here's how it works. If I don't do what I'm supposed to do, which is care for people love people and serve people i will end up abusing sexualizing manipulating or doing violence to them 
So when we neglect our God-given role as kings and priests in the earth, right. we then we, we, we go from defenders, protectors, servers to abusers, manipulators, murderers, sexualizers. And so what happens is if we don't what happened is what happened is, what happened was <laughs> what happened was <laughs> if we don't fulfill our calling to do that, then we'll we'll go in another direction. And that's that's what happened with Sodom. It wasn't one or the other. Right. It was both. Yeah. I think the main idea is, and that's why I brought it up, is this is not like a little tiny piece of the gospel, the poor of the earth. No. This is not like this no. is actually something that is deep, deep in the heart of God, the poor in the earth. Yeah. And obviously, if um, you know my ministry, you hear me speak or even teach and practice, it is we believe in the concept of yeah. not just believe, we practice. Yeah. We believe in being blessed, the blessing of the Lord prosperity but to me and I and I and I believe that's why I'm so passionate about it the purpose of being an overcoming prosperous financially person rich rich is not a dirty word yeah to be a rich person if part of if a large part of why you're not walking why you're why you're trusting God to live that life in, in that overflow is not to lock un, help unlock somebody yeah. from poverty. To me, it's completely distorted. Yeah, from, from my, my understanding is, is that generosity gives prosperity a purpose. Yeah. And so we, we were created to give. God is a giver. Right. And so it's, it's natural and it's normal um, you think about God he, he chose a nation of slaves right to reveal himself to and, and they came out with his with with um, the golden they they came out of their iced out but yeah. here's the thing that wasn't God stealing that was justice because their hands mind that yeah That's right. and God loves justice and and so for us you know, so can I stop you here? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you define, because I, I, maybe my experience, let me just say it like that. My experience is you don't hear a lot about the concept of biblical justice. And I would add to that, we've had this discussion many times, that because I don't believe a lot of, let's just say, American believers, which we are obviously, yeah. American believers don't have a, a good grasp of what biblical justice is. We see things in the world that are not right, yeah. but we don't have the proper lens of justice to pursue it. So we pursue it with Babylonian system ideas. And though yeah. our heart is right, we're trying to do it with the wrong mindset. So how would you, how, how would you, that's my little rant there, but how would you define so biblical justice? justice? Is, so justice is such a big thing that, yeah. that to really understand justice, you have to, you have to actually wrestle with poverty yeah right good. and so one of the things that my spiritual father steve stewart says is that poverty isn't a lack of resources it's a lot it's a lack of opportunity yeah so what you would want to do is in so the way the world would look at resources right we would look at like okay the more money i have the bigger the wall in front of my house right 
but in the kingdom, resources are not to build a wall, they're to build bridges. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a security system or anything weird like that. I'm just saying the purpose of that is not to isolate yourself, right. but it's actually to serve others. So exactly. that is an example of justice because God expects you to do justice. You see it in the parable with Lazarus, right? Lazarus was hungry and he was outside the rich man's um, house. And, you know, you look at the parable with Jesus and Abraham and, and the whole thing. And Abraham was through Jesus speaking, right? Was just saying that you didn't even feed the guy. So, so the, the issue isn't that you have too much. It's that someone doesn't have enough and your surplus is actually an opportunity. So their need is actually your opportunity. Right. And see, see, here's the thing with the rich man. The rich man. I like that. You're, I, I, and I, and I want to live with that conviction. Your need is their opportunity. Yeah. Their need is your, your opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. In the kingdom of God, you don't have what you saved. You have what you gave. And I'm not against saving. I'm just saying that that the way the world measures what right. you have is by what you've piled up. Right. And it's also a sense of... But in the kingdom, it's actually what you've let go of. Right, yeah. Right. Especially in the Babylonian system, having X amount yeah. is a sense of security. Yeah. And and we learned that that even with the parable, right, uh, the guy, he's like, yeah, I, I have everything. Okay, I'm going to build bigger barns. And he realized, he learned that next day, that his savings couldn't save him because he dropped dead. Right. And so when you trust in money that much, it, it, it's death. It leads to death. It doesn't produce life. But but I want to run back to Lazarus for yeah. a second. Because Lazarus um, and, and the rich man, the rich man takes his bad ideas with him to hell because the rich man still believes that it's Lazarus's job to come bring him water and hell. Mm. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So the rich man believes that the world exists to serve him. Mm. And then he tells Abraham, hey, send someone to my family. He also believes that Abraham exists to serve him. Yeah. See? So, that, so when you look at it, you actually realize that the poor man isn't really poor. It's actually the rich man that's poor. Yeah. Because he's in it for what he's going to take. So I, I think that, like I just was thinking this just really jumped out at me just of some of the things that God is speaking through this conversation. And just as a side note, I think I love conversations like this because God does speak through conversations. Yeah. So what, what are some of the things we said? The will of God as a believer is to prosper you. Absolutely. But it comes from the inside out. Yeah. And then it's a mindset and when you're prospering God's way, it is an opportunity to serve the world. Yeah. 100%, I have more impact the more I've been prosperous. Sure. To be a blessing to yeah. other people. And that's your mindset to alleviate the problem of injustice in a world where it is God's heart. It's not just like... Yeah. Giving a meal, even it includes that. It's not just a, a yeah. water. This is actually the very heart of God being yeah. expressed. I'm bringing my justice to this to allow you to be a part of it. Yeah, and, and what he says, he says that what you've done to the least That's of right. these, you've done, it you've to, done to me. Right. So ministering to the Lord is not just me singing at God, which is beautiful. 
Right. It's not just me reminding God of the Bible verses that he inspired people to write. That's right. That's awesome. And that's important. Yeah. But ministering to the Lord is also when when you see Jesus in the face of the sick. So or I want the poor. I want to hit something else here that is really biblically important about this whole concept as well. And it's this. Obviously, you know me. I love worship. I love prayer. Most yeah. of my time with the Lord is worship. But the biblical understanding, the Hebraic understanding of worship is everything we do is an act of worship. Yes. We're going to go eat here in a few yeah. minutes. We're going to worship. Bro. We're going to wor but what I'm yeah. saying is everything yeah, exactly. is an act of worship. That two hours or hour that I spent in the Word and worship this morning, that is just as much of an act of worship as me giving somebody a cold cup of water. Yes. Here, here's what I, it's interesting that we went here because we went into worship, which I wasn't, wasn't going to do that, but it's really interesting. One of, let me tell you a short story. So years ago, I was in Micro Center, and it's in Patterson, and so I was talking to this Muslim guy, I was very aggressive, and you know, we, he was aggressive, so it was great. We were, yeah. we were just talking to each other and stuff. By the way, I remember side story of us driving somewhere, we're in like the south somewhere, <laughs> and you wanted you ministered to Muhammad in the gas station about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So we're <laughs> talking to this Muslim guy. He looks like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's like this tall guy, you know. And he's like, you know what I have against you guys? And I'm like, what's that? He's like, you guys don't worship. What? What did he? Yeah. Mean? He meant that you don't prostrate yourself. Hmm. And I thought it was a fascinating comment. And I want to bring in to the opposite of worship is distraction. Say that again. The opposite of the worship. The opposite of worship is distraction. Yeah. I know that because to me, I think it's probably at this point in my life the greatest battle that I face. Is that there's always something and someone fighting for our attention you think about the largest and richest and most powerful and most influential companies on the face of the earth they're fighting for our time yeah they're fighting for our attention they want us distracted yeah the enemy yeah. right so they don't want me to see the face of Jesus in the face of the human need they want me to see the yeah. new watch that I have to have. I like watches. Yeah. Or or they want us to see. Or for some other people, simply going on Facebook, Twitter, and whatever. Yeah. And I'm not against, you have to hear my yeah. heart. I'm not against that. But the opposite of worship is distraction. And the opposite of service is idolatry. Yeah. Right? So 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 you have all these conflicting ideas that are fighting for our time. For our affection, for our attention, for our resources, and I was at a place. I'll just make it so personal. Um, I was at a place of real need in my life, maybe like three and a half years ago. Maybe not, yeah, like three and a half years ago. And you know, I'm planning a church, and I have a family, and I've got two kids, one on the way, and I'm like frustrated. Like I'm like God, I need more money. Like you know, and the Lord says to me, I want you to give away more money. I'm like. He said, I want you to give, and he put a number in my heart, to the poor every week. 
And I'm like, Lord, I'm poor. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying to you. Hmm. And so when I gave that yes to the Lord, he's done nothing but increase us. Now that number has... Sounds like God. That, yeah, that number has doubled, quadrupled, tripled. But it's not about numbers. It's about a heart yeah. that ultimately says, I trust you. Part one. Part two, people who are forgotten matter. Yeah, it's true. People who bear your image and your likeness are worth it. Yeah. Because you're worth it. Yeah. And you identify with them. Yeah. And so when you build that discipline into your life, what I've learned is that if you give more than you take, you always have more than you need. Yeah. And and that's kind of like we're at a place now where in the beginning of our ministry, we we're believing and praying and crying and prophesying and you know and now <laughs> now some of the things that we were praying for are actually happening 12 years later almost yeah. but they're happening you know we've got projects in the Dominican Republic with a rescue home yeah. uh, where they literally are ministering why, why don't you talk, talk to us just about the practical projects you're doing yeah, so it's not just obviously you move from yeah this is this is um it's, it's, in, the heart it's of God, intrinsic. And this is how I'm yeah. expressing that. Yeah, so, talk about some of that. So if you're interested, you go to WeSeeJesusMinistries.com. Um, if you want to see like exactly what we're doing, you go to WeSeeJesusMinistries.com slash give slash partners or slash projects, and you'll see actually where we're literally working. But we right now we have a, a rescue home that we're supporting every month where the children, these, these girls, they've been rescued. Um, and their parents are the perpetrators. So the Dominican government has taken these young girls from their parents because their parents are the perpetrators. I mean, try to explain that. Like, I try to think about that. Um, so we have a project there, and then we're, we're doing clean water with bread in, in Kenya uh, and Peter. Um, we got another one with a friend, Jay uh, Fowler, in. Guatemala and Belize a clean water project and we're building a basketball court in Haiti that in April I'm going to go we're going to dedicate it and we're going to do it's done the one yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's getting done yeah. it's funded yeah. now it's about it done yeah. and we're doing, oh it's done yeah, yeah it's fun. and we're doing open air meetings on the court dedicating it to the Lord thank you that's the first church in that area in 300 years yeah so you know so I love that beautiful angle even as you're talking about those projects it's a practical basketball court yeah you're gonna play basketball but it's yeah. an opportunity to meet people where they're at yeah and then you're gonna have a gospel you know yeah what what we consider maybe that traditional yeah. gospel crusade preach the gospel yeah. heal the sick all so, that so for me what i've learned with steve stewart which i'm really grateful for it's super and natural it's on the same place that we're going to play basketball we're going to preach the gospel I learned with him the same thing. We would go and find places where we could do medical clinics during the day and open air healing supernatural meetings at night. Yeah. So it's super and natural. And, right. and and to me, you know, you you meet people where they are and also in terms of as on a, on a human level, opportunity unlocks potential. 
you don't know if one of those kids is going to be on the Haitian national team. Uh, one of those kids could become a national soccer team uh, who could go right. and build three communities. You, you know, like we don't know, but if people don't have opportunities, they don't realize or unlock their potential. And yeah. so even, let me can I just segue into potential. Yeah. You're watching and, and you're here, you're a partner, a friend of Abner, and, and you're involved in his ministry, you're engaged, you're hungry, you're wanting to grow, there's potential in you. I wanna kinda of share just three things short that'll help you step into the potential that God has given you. One, uh, the first one is that, that if you won't take correction, if you won't uh, be teachable and you won't take correction, you will not realize or maximize the potential uh, that God has given you. So that's kind of like, hey, don't do that. Right? There's, a <laughs> second, there's a second one is, is that if you don't take coaching, and coaching is also what you should do, and, and, and so if you don't take coaching, uh, you, you will not, or if you don't take counsel or advice, you will not really have the direction needed uh, to maximize the potential. And, and the third one uh, is simple, but it's challenges. You are on your journey uh, going to be, there's gonna be things that come to you that seem greater than your capacity or more than you can handle. All and, the time. And I think that you should count the cost and use wisdom, but I think that you'll have to learn to step out. And so if you don't take correction, counsel, or challenges, you will not really maximize the potential. And, and there's a world of kingdom potential in you. And I just encourage you to, to be willing to embrace the process of going through, you know, the correction and the, and the advice or the counsel and be able to receive the challenges that are necessary so that you can become who God has called you to be so that through you, God can bless nations and, and God can then work not only in you, but through you. Awesome. Yeah. So, people want to get practically involved with some of the things you're doing in the nation. Just yeah. tell them about that. Again, not so, again, but just yeah. where they... Practically speaking, you can go to wecjesusministries.com slash give slash projects and that's... You'll see... You can see what you're doing. Yeah, you'll see the nations. They have icons. Yeah. You can give. You can partner. However you feel led. Um, when, and, obviously and in December, we'll that. be in the Dominican ah, Republic together. Dominican Republic. Come yeah. with Abner, Prophet Abner, and myself to the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic. Now, I want to just say, because people hear the Dominican Republic and they're thinking of resorts. That's true. But that is very true. But when <laughs> nice ones, yeah, too. That's right. Can't underestimate that. But when you leave the resort, we will take you to places such as a garbage dump where people make their living rummaging through trash. We will take you to communities that you will be shocked to 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 believe mm -hmm. that they are only a few miles away, maybe, yeah, from what looks like paradise. So you have poverty uh, and and you have paradise. You have poverty and you have pride. You know paradise. You have beauty and you have brokenness. And if you come to the Dominican Republic. Uh, the first week of December, you'll experience all of that. It'll be supernatural. You'll go to the sick. You'll preach the gospel. And you'll have a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. You know? And here's one thing I do know about this trip. God's going to show up, and we're going to eat really well. We're going to eat good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, might, you might gain a little weight, but it, it'll be good. Yeah. But their food has less chemicals, so you might not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Adam, thanks for joining me. Yeah. Love you, man. I think it's been... 
uh, really two really good programs. And I just want to pray for everyone watching. I want to encourage you guys that uh, we have a um, bunch of events in the spring. All the information is available. Daniel Summit, Discipleship Essentials, um, and Faith Seminar in Lakeland, Florida. All the information is available on our website. So I want to encourage you prayerfully uh, being a part of that. Also, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Daniel Summit, uh, prophetic intercession community. That's been just a beautiful thing that started uh, during the shutdown last year. And we believe that God kept this assignment going. So every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Thursday night is always special because we receive communion together. 804, all the information is available on the website. So those are just some things happening in our ministry. And we always want to encourage you, if you feel connected to what God is doing in this ministry, uh, Book of Proverbs says, a wise man walks with wise men. So we encourage you to prayerfully consider partnering with us. We want to continue to expand what God is doing. And we also want you to connect your destiny with what we're doing. And we'll both move ahead if we both say yes to what God is doing. So I just want to pray. Lord, I thank you for every person watching this. And I thank you, God, that I just saw this as I just began to pray, that the lion of the tribe of Judah would roar through you in this season. And even as I'm praying that, um, I just see somebody's small of your back being healed, somebody's physical heart, but broken heart is being healed, somebody's um, headaches are being healed, but also like a brain condition. The Lord is just, it's like your brain is being rewired. So I command your brain to be rewired. Right shoulder be healed, right knee be healed. Yeah. Arthritis be healed. Mm-hmm. There's also a ringing in someone's left ear. We just release healing in Jesus' name. Yep. In Jesus' name. And um, I believe there's a, a woman watching this. You just, uh, the phrase I had in my, my heart, my spirit was, it's like you, you, you feel like um, it's like the enemy has stolen your voice. And in Jesus' name, I just unlock your voice because the powers in the word of God coming out of your mouth for your future to become what God intends it to become. And I just unlock and you'll actually physically feel like a fire mm-hmm. in your mouth mm-hmm. as a physical sign that God's unlocked your mouth and the key is the word of God. And even as I'm giving that word, for some of you watching this, you're one that like, God, what do I do? That's like, there's like a, maybe even a panic in some of you. And the, and the key is, the, the, the word of the Lord to you is that the gold is in your mouth. And there are Josephs watching this that you know, that you know, that you know, like Joseph knew that God spoke to them. But you feel like even like, man, everything's going contrary. And the word of the Lord is stay the course, stay the course. Because I even see even as I was saying that like the landscape around you is sh- will, will, will shift almost like I can see in the spirit, like in the unseen realm, God is working all things to your behalf. And that's for even three pastors watching. And one, one, one pastor watching this, the Lord has promised you a building. And so I, um, I just bless you to stay the course and to dream with God. You got anything? That's good. Thank you, Lord. It's always an honor when people choose to receive uh, from these broadcasts. 
So thank you for joining us, and we will be back next week, 6.30 Eastern, AdverseWires.com, all our social media uh, platforms. And if you uh, uh, want to go back and watch archived episodes of this webcast, podcast, all available on AdverseWires.com. Thank you so much for joining us. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you and merciful to you and grant you shalom.